1: About eight days later, Jesus took Peter, John, and James up on a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face was transformed, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared and began talking with Jesus. They were glorious to see, and they were speaking about his exodus from this world, which was about to be fulfilled in Jerusalem. Peter and the others had fallen asleep, When they woke up, they saw Jesus' glory and the two men standing with him. As Moses and Elijah were starting to leave, Peter, not even knowing what he was saying, blurted out, Master, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But even as he was saying this, a cloud overshadowed them, and terror gripped them as the cloud covered them. Then a voice from the cloud said, This is my Son, my Chosen One. Listen to Him. When the voice finished, Jesus was there alone. They didn't tell anyone at that time what they had seen. The next day, after they had come down the mountain, a large crowd met Jesus. A man in the crowd called out to Him, Teacher, I beg you to look at my Son, my only child. An evil spirit keeps seizing Him, making Him scream. It throws him into convulsions so that he foams at the mouth. It batters him and hardly ever leaves him alone. I begged your disciples to cast out the spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said, You faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you and put up with you? Then he said to the man, Bring your son here. As the boy came forward, the demon knocked him to the ground and threw him into a violent convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the evil spirit and healed the boy. Then he gave him back to his father. Awe gripped the people as they saw this majestic display of God's power. While everyone was marveling at everything he was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, Listen to me and remember what I say. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. But they didn't know what he meant. Its significance was hidden from them so they couldn't understand it, and they were afraid to ask him about it. Then his disciples began arguing about which of them was the greatest. But Jesus knew their thoughts, so he brought a little child to his side. Then he said to them, Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me also welcomes my Father who sent me. Whoever is the least among you, is the greatest. John said to Jesus, Master, we saw someone using your name to cast out demons, but we told him to stop because he isn't in our group. But Jesus said, Don't stop him. Anyone who is not against you is for you. As the time drew near for him to ascend to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead to a Samaritan village to prepare for his arrival. But the village of the people did not welcome Jesus because he was on his way to Jerusalem. When James and John saw this, they said to Jesus, Lord, should we call down fire from heaven to burn them up? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. So they went on to another village. As they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests. But the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. He said to another person, Come, follow me. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Another said, Yes, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God.
0: That was our New Testament reading for today. To learn more and better understand these daily Bible readings, join us for Worship at Hope on weekends, where we'll preach on the assigned readings from the previous week, and tune into my weekly podcast, Pastor Mike Drop Live, for a more in-depth discussion the passages from Scripture that we're reading. Our goal isn't just that you know what the Bible says, but that you'll learn to live it out in daily life. With that in mind, let's continue now with today's Old Testament reading.
2: Joshua chapter 14 The remaining tribes of Israel received land in Canaan as allotted by Eleazar the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the tribal leaders. These nine-and-a-half tribes received their grants of land by means of sacred lots in accordance with the Lord's command through Moses. Moses had already given a grant of land to the two-and-a-half tribes on the east side of the Jordan River, but he had given the Levites no such allotment. The descendants of Joseph had become two separate tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. And the Levites were given no land at all, only towns to live in, with surrounding pasture lands for their livestock and all their possessions. So the land was distributed in strict accordance with the Lord's commands to Moses. A delegation from the tribe of Judah, led by Caleb, son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite, came to Joshua at Gilgal. Caleb said to Joshua, Remember what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, about you and me when we were at Kadesh Barnea? I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me to Kadesh Barnea to explore the land of Canaan. I returned and gave an honest report, but my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. For my part, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. So that day, Moses solemnly promised me The land of Canaan on which you were just walking will be your grant of land and that of your descendants forever because you wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. Now as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive and well as he promised for all these 45 years since Moses made this promise even while Israel wandered in the wilderness. Today I am 85 years old. I am as strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey and I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. So give me the hill country that the Lord promised me. You will remember that as scouts we found the descendants of Anak living there in great walled towns. But if the Lord is with me, I will drive them out of the land just as the Lord said. So Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave Hebron to him as his portion of land. Hebron still belongs to the descendants of Caleb, son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite, because he wholeheartedly followed the Lord, the God of Israel. Previously, Hebron had been called Kiriath Arba. It had been named after Arba, a great hero of the descendants of Anak, and the land had rest from war. Joshua chapter 15. The allotment for the clans of the tribe of Judah reached southward to the border of Edom, as far south as the wilderness of Zin. The southern boundary began at the south bay of the Dead Sea, ran south of Scorpion Pass into the wilderness of Zin, and then went south of Kadesh Barnea to Hezron. Then it went up to Adar, where it turned toward Karka. From there it passed to Asmon until it finally reached the brook of Egypt, which it followed to the Mediterranean Sea. This was their southern boundary. The eastern boundary extended along the Dead Sea to the mouth of the Jordan River. The northern boundary began at the bay where the Jordan River empties into the Dead Sea, went up from there to Beth-Hogla, then proceeded north to beth Araba and the stone of Bohan. Bohan was Reuben's son. From that point, it went through the valley of Acor to Deber, turning north toward Gilgal, which is across from the slopes of Adumen on the south side of the valley. From there the boundary extended to the springs of En Shemish and on to En Rogel. The boundary then passed through the valley of Ben Hinnom, along the southern slopes of the Jebusites, where the city of Jerusalem is located. Then it went west to the top of the mountain above the valley of Hinnom, and on up to the northern end of the valley of Rephaim. From there the boundary extended from the top of the mountain to the spring at the waters of Nephtoah, and from there to the towns on Mount Ephron. Then it turned toward Baalah, that is Kiriath-Jerim. The boundary circled west of Baalah to Mount Seir, passed along to the town of Kesselon on the northern slope of Mount Jerim, and went down to Beth Shemesh and on to Timnah. The boundary then proceeded to the slope of the hill north of Ekron, where it turned toward Shikaron and Mount Baalah. It passed Jabneel and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. The western boundary was the shoreline of the Mediterranean Sea. These are the boundaries for the clans of the tribe of Judah. The Lord commanded Joshua to assign some of Judah's territory to Caleb, son of Jephunneh. So Caleb was given the town of Kiriath Arba, that is, Hebron, which had been named after Anak's ancestor. Caleb drove out the three groups of Anakites, the descendants of Shishai, Ahiman, and Talmai, the sons of Anak. From there he went to fight against the people living in the town of Deber, formerly called Kiriath Sefer. Caleb said, I will give my daughter Aksa, in marriage, to the one who attacks and captures Kiriath Sefer. Othniel, the son of Caleb's brother Kenaz, was the one who conquered it, so Aksa became Othniel's wife. When Aksa married Othniel, she urged him to ask her father for a field. As she got down off her donkey, Caleb asked her, what's the matter? She said, give me another gift. You have already given me land in the Negev. Now please give me springs of water too. So Caleb gave her the upper and lower springs. This was the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Judah. The towns of Judah, situated along the borders of Edom in the extreme south, were Kabzael, Eder, Jager, Kina, Demunah, Adada, Kedish, Hazor, Ithnan, Zif, Telum, Beoloth, Hazor Hadita, Kiroth Hezron, that is Hazor, Amam, Shema, Moleda, Hazor Gadda, Heshman, Beth Pelet, Hazor Shul, Beersheba, Biziothiah, Baola, Ayam, Izum, Etolad, Kisil, Horma, Ziglag, Madmana, Sansana, Labayath, Shillim, Ain, and Rimin, 29 towns with their surrounding villages. The following towns, situated in the western foothills, were also given to Judah Eshtail, Zora, Ashna, Zanoah, and Ganin. Tapua, Enam, Jarmuth, Adulam, Succo, Azika, Sheraraim, Adathayim, Gadira, and Gedarathium, 14 towns with their surrounding villages. Also included were Zenan, Hadasha, Migdal Gad, Dilian, Mizpah, Jokthiel, Lakish, Bozcath, Eglin, Cabin, Laman, Kitlish, Gadiroth, Beth Dagon, Naamah, and Makeda, 16 towns with their surrounding villages. Besides these, there was Libna, Ether, Ashin, Ifta, Ashna, Nizib, Kila, Akzib, and Marisa, nine towns with their surrounding villages. The territory of the tribe of Judah also included Ekron and its surrounding settlements and villages. From Ekron the boundary extended west and included the towns near Ashdod with their surrounding villages. It also included Ashdod with its surrounding settlements and villages and Gaza with its settlements and villages. As far as the brook of Egypt, and along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. Judah also received the following towns in the hill country, Shamor, Jatur, Soko, Dana, Kiriath Sana, that is Deber, Anab, Eshtemo, Anim, Goshen, Holin, and Gilo, eleven towns with their surrounding villages. Also included were the towns of Arab, Duma, Eshan, Janim, Beth-Tapua, Afika, Humta, Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, and Zayor, nine towns with their surrounding villages. Besides these, there was Maon, Carmel, Ziph, Jutta, Jezreel, Jochdim, Zenoa, Cain, Gibeah, and Timnah, ten towns with their surrounding villages. In addition, there were Hal-hul, Beth-Zur, Geder, Meirath, Bathanoth, and Ektakon, six towns with their surrounding villages. There was also Kirath-Baal, that is Kirath-Jerim, and Raba, two towns with their surrounding villages. In the wilderness there were the towns of Beth-Arabah, Midden, Sikaka, Nibshan, the city of Salt, and en six towns with their surrounding villages. But the tribe of Judah could not drive out the Jebusites who lived in the city of Jerusalem, so the Jebusites live there among the people of Judah to this day. Joshua chapter 16 The allotment for the descendants of Joseph extended from the Jordan River near Jericho, east of the springs of Jericho, through the wilderness and into the hill country of Bethel. From Bethel, that is Luz, it ran over to Adaroth in the territory of the Archites. Then it descended westward to the territory of the Japhletites as far as lower Bethoran, then to Gezer, and over to the Mediterranean Sea. This was the homeland allocated to the families of Joseph's sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. The following territory was given to the clans of the tribe of Ephraim. The boundary of their homeland began at Adaroth-Ader in the east. From there it ran to upper beth then on to the Mediterranean Sea. From Micmethath on the north, the boundary curved eastward past Teaneth-Shiloh to the east of Genoa. From Genoa, it turned southward to Adaroth and Neera, touched Jericho and ended at the Jordan River. From Tapua, the boundary extended westward following the Cana Ravine to the Mediterranean Sea. This is the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Ephraim. In addition, some towns with their surrounding villages in the territory allocated to the half-tribe of Manasseh were set aside for the tribe of Ephraim. They did not drive the Canaanites out of Gezer, however, so the people of Gezer live as slaves among the people of Ephraim to this day. Joshua chapter 17. The next allotment of land was given to the half-tribe of Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph's older son. Maker, the firstborn son of Manasseh, was the father of Gilead, because his descendants were experienced soldiers, the regions of Gilead and Bashan on the east side of the Jordan had already been given to them. So the allotment on the west side of the Jordan was for the remaining families within the clans of the tribe of Manasseh, Abiezer, Helek, Azrael, Shechem, Hefer, and Shemida. These clans represent the male descendants of Manasseh, son of Joseph. However, Ziophihad, a descendant of Hefer, son of Gilead, son of Maker, son of Manasseh, had no sons. He had only daughters, whose names were Mala, Noah, Hagla, Milcah, and Terza. These women came to Eleazar the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the Israelite leaders, and said, The Lord commanded Moses to give us a grant of land along with the men of our tribe, so Joshua gave them a grant of land along with their uncles as the Lord had commanded. As a result, Manasseh's total allocation came to 10 parcels of land in addition to the land of Gilead and Bashan across the Jordan River because the female descendants of Manasseh received a grant of land along with the male descendants. The land of Gilead was given to the rest of the male descendants of Manasseh. The boundary of the tribe of Manasseh extended from the border of Asher to Micmethath near Shechem. Then the boundary went south from Micmethath to the settlement near the spring of Tipuah. The land surrounding Tipuah belonged to Manasseh, but the town of Tipuah itself, on the border of Manasseh's territory, belonged to the tribe of Ephraim. From the spring of Topua, the boundary of Manasseh followed the Cana Ravine to the Mediterranean Sea. Several towns south of the ravine were inside Manasseh's territory, but they actually belonged to the tribe of Ephraim. In general, however, the land south of the ravine belonged to Ephraim, and the land north of the ravine belonged to Manasseh. Manasseh's boundary ran along the northern side of the ravine and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. North of Manasseh was the territory of Asher and to the east was the territory of Issachar. The following towns within the territory of Issachar and Asher, however, were given to Manasseh. Bethshan, Iblam, Dor, that is, Naphoph Dor, Endor, Taanach, and Megiddo each with their surrounding settlements. But the descendants of Manasseh were unable to occupy these towns because the Canaanites were determined to stay in that region. Later, however, when the Israelites became strong enough, they forced the Canaanites to work as slaves, but they did not drive them out of the land. The descendants of Joseph came to Joseph and asked, Why have you given us only one portion of land as our homeland, when the Lord has blessed us with so many people? Joshua replied, If there are so many of you, and if the hill country of Ephraim is not large enough for you, clear out land for yourselves in the forest where the Perizzites and Rephaites live. The descendants of Joseph responded, It's true that the hill country is not large enough for us, But all the Canaanites in the lowlands have iron chariots, both those in Beth-shan and its surrounding settlements, and those in the valley of Jezreel. They are too strong for us. Then Joshua said to the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph, Since you are so large and strong, you will be given more than one portion. The force of the hill country will be yours as well, clear as much of the land as you wish, and take possession of its farthest corners. And you will drive out the Canaanites from the valleys too, even though they are strong and have iron chariots. That concludes today's readings.
0: Thanks again for tuning in and taking this journey with us through the whole Holy Bible in a year. To more easily find this daily Bible reading podcast, hit the subscribe button. On behalf of all our Bible readers and the whole podcast crew here at Hope, I'm Mike Householder. Tune in again tomorrow, and I hope to see you at Hope for worship this weekend.